Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, um, July 13th, 2022, in my part of the world. I hope all is well with you. Um, today is a special focus meeting of Overeaters Anonymous that addresses the needs of those who have lost or need to lose 100 pounds or more. We have found that we can identify more closely with those whose physical manifestation of the disease is much like our own. This meeting, however, is open to anyone who wishes to stop eating compulsively. We ask all to respect our special focus. Today, we have a speaker who will share up to 30 minutes. And then uh, we will open it up for uh, open chairs and Q&A. But only the speaker portion of our meeting will be recorded. And today, um, we are going to hear uh, experience and strength and hope from Chris B. Floor is now yours. Thanks, Trisha. Hi, I'm Chris B., a compulsive reader here in Portland, Oregon. Grateful to be here. I want to thank Rita uh, for asking her to do service. Hope everyone's doing well today. And um, I'll shoot to qualify. I was 430 pounds when I came to program back in 2010. I'm going to share my screen here. See if I can. Uh, can everyone see that? All right, uh, that is 2009, and uh, yeah, golf was uh, <laughs> the most activity I got. Um, Banks very hard to walk at that point, <laughs> um, and I wasn't as mobile as I wanted to be. But um, I'm gonna try to get back to Zoom here and see if I didn't log everyone out. Can everyone unshare my screen? Let me see. Can everyone see me again or just us? No, you're still those. screen sharing. Okay, let me okay. Uh, un unshare my screen. It. Yeah, up on the top there, there should be a red button. Uh, uh, all right, stop share, thank you. Yeah. All right, here we go, <laughs> cool. So uh, thank you for uh, patience there. I have been at, uh, uh, 195 uh, in the 190s. Um, I'm six foot one for the last seven years and grateful to be here. What it was like for me before I came to program, very dark, depressed. And in those pictures, um, they indicate um, me trying to escape from life and really the loathing I had for who I was. I, I was not um, enough. I was not living a life that. Um, had uh, peace, joy. And my only compensation for it was to uh, be giddy, be jolly, and for the most part, get into the food. Uh, I've been exerting my willpower and my own energy to control my food since I was little. That is something, that's a truth that took me about four years in program to even be aware of. Bulimia is part of my story. At 400 something pounds, I was very much a full-fledged bulimic. And um, it was just a cycle of all like, cool, like well, I'm binging purging four times a night and the next night I would keep it down. It was just like, okay, I just ate 10, 20,000 calories. That, that's not really a win. And very much the incomparable principle demoralization that went with it in 2009 i actually was on a flow trip and a friend 
new friend of a few months that I was introduced to was uh, in a canoe with me. We got out at the shore there uh, where I'm from in St. Louis, Missouri. Big float trip, uh, self-proclaimed float trip capital. And uh, he noticed something on my shoulder. I must have my sleeves rolled up. And this was a, ended up being a melanoma. I had no idea. I went to a dermatologist. He said, that's coming off. And I was just numb to it. I was like, okay, it came off that day. It was surgery. I mean, it was tested as a melanoma, which is severe skin cancer. And I was just numb. I mean, I went out that night and partied or just um, didn't really mind. I was just like, what else you got? I'm 29 at that point. And I expected something like that. This, this chaos was the norm. This um, victimhood, this victim consciousness, that was the norm of my life. Just a bad place, a bad energy, a bad existence, a, a very exhausting existence. As I love to snowboard, to hike, to be active. And I did it that way, even. It just wasn't possible. Um, as I show that picture for everyone listening to audio in Vegas, I waited till the last minute to book the, the hotel in 2010. And I was off the strip by like three miles, which isn't good. Um, I mean, it's not an easy walk at 400 something pounds to walk three miles. My, my feet were on fire and I was broke at that time. I couldn't really take or afford uh, many uh, fare for taxis. So I was walking and putting myself through those things. Um, to stand up, it was like shin splints. Uh, my legs would go numb if I stood up more than half hour at like a meeting at work. And my clothes were 5X, 6X, 60 um, on my, uh, my waist, 60 inches. For the metrics, I have no idea how many pounds that is or how um, or stone or, or what that equates to on the, the meters, but it's it was just uncomfortable and I had to distract myself from that, who I was on the exterior and definitely had to distract myself who I was on the inside. Um, it was just all over the place, very unmanageable. All the bedevilments on page 52 in the big book, I qualified for all of those, like all nine of them, full of fear, prey to misery and depression, difficulty with my personal relationships. Absolutely. Uh, not being of use to other people, being of help to people was like the last thing on my mind. Like, yeah, I could, my jobs and things in sales, I was like, okay, I'm trying to be of help, but it was really self-centered fear. I took the focus of the universe. It was um, distracting myself from this, this life that I hated, distracting myself from this life, who I became as an adult. And um, a therapist, about a year of therapy, brought me to program before I was open, I was committing to therapy once a week. So depressed, so unmanageable, so out of it. And she said, I require my patients go to a spiritual program. I'm 430 pounds binging and purging after sessions. And I'm like, what do you mean? Overdue is anonymous. I mean, I was just insane. Uh, finally went in uh, January of 2011. I went to a couple meetings in 2010 and it was like, I'll do this five days a week. Yes. All right. And I just didn't show up for another 10 months. Um, but I heard my story. I heard other people share my story. These things in my mind that told me to go to the gas station um, before I went to bed, 
that now I call obsession. Uh, you all had mentioned, and I love that step one workshop that's in the chat about the, uh, the mental twist and physical phenomenology. I call the obsession, I respect the obsession so much, just the way my mind works. It's just something I, I didn't acknowledge. And the first couple of years in program, I was just like, okay, losing weight. I've lost 100 pounds. I've gained it back several times in my life. I've probably regained the same 100, 200 pounds. I don't know, over 1,000. And it was all self-will. It was all me. It was all exhausting. It was all diets. It was all fitness. I would consider myself a master of weight loss. It doesn't mean anything. I'm very humble and honest in that, like being a master of weight loss. When I have the obsession of the mind as a compulsive overeater, when I'm powerless over food, it's not really a useful skill to apply to my, uh, to this program, to others in this program. And um, there's elements of it, but it doesn't do anything um, for spiritual awakening. It definitely doesn't do anything against my obsession. I wanted it to, uh, but first couple of years in program were really um, were the weight loss, were the physical side, were working maybe steps one through four. Um, I was sponsor seeking big time. I was a sponsor recruiter. When I say that, I was looking for a sponsor that was going to go along with me. I was looking for a co-sponsor. Uh, I got the food sponsor me on everything else i know what healthy food is i know what my sugar foods are i know that purging is not healthy um let's do the let's do the work and i was really all about the pamphlets all the oa literature everything uh, like someone handed me the doctor's opinion and suggestion right when i got to the that first meeting where i was really going to continue to go to oa and i read it on my own uh, i think that was even one of the the pamphlets like the first 30 days 30 questions for your sponsor um i read it over the years but it just took a while it's it's so it's just poignant to to have a the big book uh two sentences out of it let alone two paragraphs or pages when i read them and then when someone else that's uh, got serenity in their life someone else that's recovered is actually explaining what it means to them i just not open like i i remember being in a church basement uh by the court when i was 24 for a dui totally separate um but i heard the serenity prayer for the first time and that was like crap <laughs> that's uh yeah that's me is it me type thing and then the next time i felt the same way was about four years in the program i heard the set aside prayer which is god please help me set aside everything i think i know for an open mind and a new experience. Please help me see the truth to my situation. Amen. Various things in there to paraphrase. It'll be set aside everything I think I know about weight loss, about recovery, about all of these things. I was so arrogant, so closed-minded. I didn't even realize that I was so controlling, especially when it came to food. Um, losing 200 pounds. I do things all or nothing, uh, black or white, yes or no no middle of the ground, no middle area there. And I actually probably was the end of 2012, early 13, when I was down 200 pounds. And I was just like Bill, I had arrived. I mean, I opened my business, 
people sought my advice. I controlled my time. <laughs> so I thought that it was all just exhausting. I, I thought I had everything I needed. I was in a high-rise condo, sports car, insatiable girlfriend, all those things. And I, I was insatiable. It was like I was blowing up and I'd only worked maybe through steps four and five. I don't even know that I called my sponsor regularly then. I definitely was still in OA 2013. By the end of that uh, year, it already started to unravel. I was, some trivial thought led me to throw something in my cart at the store. And um, I was like on a 14 month relapse, binging and purging. But looking back at it, I remember right before then claiming that I had like a year of abstinence or 13 months. And really, it was all healthy food. I wasn't binging and purging, but I was making choices around my food. I was yielding this store that I don't have, this power of choice. Um, hey, I've lost 200 pounds. Hey, I'm in OA. Hey, I work a healthy um, lifestyle or I'm active. All about fitness, all about this. Uh, <clears throat> and I eat healthy food and I can look at the ingredients and I meal prep and all of it. And it all made sense to me. I, I sold it. I mean, I, I could sell anyone on it. Um, that was my, uh, my livelihood back then as a trainer, as a coach. I no longer do that, but I was the guru. You know, I, I'll say that and, uh, that I became a member of OA in 2011 and went as a personal trainer at over 350 pounds because I needed two things. This obsession in my life has been weight loss. It's been this issue of being overweight. And if I had my career in one hand and also OA in the other, I'll find the solution. And initially it did work, but I mean, using my obsession for all of that, it actually led me to um, the lowest point in my life, which was that 14 month spiral relapse. In uh, 2014, the business was gone, girlfriend, car, all of that, condo, just slowly, but it just, I mean, went so quick to the point of I'm full of fear and I, I've lost, I'm still down 200 pounds, I'm still active, I'm still using my willpower to lose the weight and to then go binge and purge at night and then sometimes not, not purge. The last time I purged was, I believe it was October of 2014, but I was still in the food in a major way. I was still lost. And uh, by the time I moved out of the condo, 30 miles west, way out of the city into my brother's house with his kids, I was just every level of unmanageability. I mean, I was full of fear, more scared, more depressed, more all of it than I was even before I came to program. I mean... I had lost, I mean, I was in a lower weight, had lived this amazing couple of years of success and felt more fear, more shame, more all of it. I was just in a hole. I mean, I, I couldn't work. I was, I mean, I was trying to work, tell myself one more client or whatever it was. And I was just uh, hemorrhaging and still getting some meetings. <laughs> I remember uh my brother saying come on brother you got to go your girlfriend just broke up with you all this like i'm ready to turn in my car have no car out in the country which was just all these changes that were like life-changing were like too much 
and um, I went to a meeting, my home meet, home group and um, sponsor wasn't my sponsor yet. I kind of like stopped me and got my just, what are you doing? Like he saw I was suffering. He's like, are, are you uh, working with the sponsor? And I said, no. And he's like, I can't recover alone. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And that's what it took for me. I mean, I'm stubborn, tough, not, not to crack. And uh, I felt like I was dying right up until how dark it is before the dawn. Very true. February, 2015, I'm hiking with my sponsor. We're just doing fellowship. You know, more often than not, my sponsor was uh, 15 years older than me, well-seasoned in uh, other programs and uh, about five years in OA. And I would say no to him. He call, he always want to call, dude, come out for the fire with the other other guys. Uh, come out, do this uh, fellowshipping. And I would just find a reason to say no. I, I preferred the suffering. I preferred the, the isolation. I saw comfort in those things that supported uh, the loathing that's just all I knew it supported these beliefs of how little I thought of myself, how little, um, I was in terms of my value I'm saying no, isolating destructive behaviors that they, they're just, uh, they're congruent with these beliefs that I now know that, um, I cultivated or I'm unlovable, not good enough. Uh, a bad person type thing. Um, I'm a victim. All those beliefs that just, whoa, those dominated my life. And I was very much powerless over them. But that's when I began working in the program. Like, I caught fire February of 2015, big book. That was when the doctor's opinion was read to me by a sponsor. And that was when I was open to see the two-part side of my illness. That was when I was actually open to see that it's not only my physical allergy, the abnormal reaction. If I put in a alcoholic food, I'm not going to stop until it's done. It's the obsession of my mind. And my obsession, we would use a dictionary, look up these words from the big book. Obsession, one that I relate to is unwanted thoughts, this preoccupation, consistent, just relentless thoughts that I don't want that tell me to go back in the food. These thoughts that tell me that I can um, have a power to choose how much I eat, how little, when I ever wanted since I was little was a normal eater. That's all I ever wanted was I get to this weight and then everything else is fine. I'll be a normal eater. I just want to be like everyone else and what does normal eater mean to me? You know, it meant having the power to choose, to have a sane, reasonable, rational choice, power over food, which I don't have. I am powerless over food. Um, I mean, that was the great obsession of it all. The fixation was that I would get to the weight and then I could just show up at mealtime and la, 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 I'm going to pray. And that's here. Here we are. I'm going to eat the right amount. And uh, <laughs> that's a... Uh, that doesn't work. I mean, it was just like somehow proximity. I would ask what these spiritual things are. And I would ask my grand sponsor and I just wanted something in my hand. I could understand that would tell me this way it was going to be safe. And it, those answers weren't given. This was very much the 
let's go into the unknown uncharted territory. This was uncomfortable. It was scary. And there was more fear, more fear there, but I had to go forward. And this idea in step one, losing and it saved me. I mean, it broke me, but it saved me. Is it wasn't like it was a restriction of food. I mean, I can do that. Like, yeah, I was always thought like, oh, I'm, that's what skinny people do. I'll skip a meal. Like, oh, look at the time. I just missed a meal. I skipped a meal. I, I'm not hungry. I can't do that. When I say I'm not hungry, that's why I'm not going to eat. It's insane. That's me saying I have power of choice. That's me saying I'm not powerless for food. My food plan tells me that I'm going to eat at this time and how much and what. I surrender to it. Those are things I absolutely did not want to do. And uh, quite frankly, being honest, my obsession does not want to follow a food plan. My obsession cannot live when I'm surrendering to a, a food plan. Like my obsession wants me to arrive at a meal at a meal time and say, well, what do I feel like? Hmm. My obsession wants to make up the meal time on the fly. My obsession um, will say I can just wing it. I can go on and travel. I can go on vacation and there's going to be healthy options there. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm actually in and out of the food and I don't have an understanding. I haven't had a spiritual awakening. That's what I'm referring to where I need a plan. I need a tangible plan. I resisted the food plan. I'm the author of my own food plan that I resisted. Like I was, <laughs> I made the, the food plan. Um, but making sane, reasonable, rational choices around food is some power I'm, I never had. I had to understand that. So what do I, I do? And what um, was a practice of powerlessness for me was making a food plan the day before as far removed from mealtime where I'm neutral. Um, and then surrendering to those times. And when that happened, when I practiced that, oh my, I mean, it wasn't clouds. It wasn't rainbows. It wasn't, it was scary as all hell. It showed me how much of an addict I am. It showed me how powerless I am because when I did it, my obsession said, don't do this. When I did it, my obsession got angry. My obsession got, I mean, Anything that's alive does not want to die, including my obsession. So when I surrender all of my choices to a food plan, wow, 2015, it felt like I was really dying. And the thing is, my obsession was dying in a big way. It allowed me to work the steps, a lot of action, a lot of meetings, a lot of service that year. I didn't know what my career was was doing. I mean, I remember being down to like, like, I mean, it was so broke. Uh, the summer of 15, I was doing all kinds of jobs. And even further, it took like months for me to, to be like, okay, I'm following this food plan. My sponsor's stubborn. He's not going to let me get into a, um, get get what I want when I want it. I mean, my best thinking would get me back in the food every time. And I remember doing landscaping. I was working out. I'm just very active that August of 15. And I'm following a food plan. I had it written down uh, different pieces of paper on the refrigerator in the garage and the refrigerator in the, the kitchen. I had it with me. I'm like, I know this is the time I eat. This is when. And I had a plan around the landscaping. I had a plan around the workout. 
and working through it like food plans we talk about food we it evolves we have a plan around our activity all of it and i remember looking at my um i have a scale plan i weigh once a month um 12 times a year and i'm neutral around it but um i remember looking at the end of august and i was just like wait wait, i didn't lose any weight i wait i gained weight it didn't make any sense because i was so active that month so I stayed up that night. I'm like, okay, I know. Oh, I believe that I believe this idea of not looking up calories or knowing or to the T and it's too controlling. Ah. And I looked it up and what I thought I was doing following this food plan to where I actually was, I was North four or 500 calories a day. I was adding in bananas or adding in healthy food. So I'm a compulsive reader. I'm going to, overeat on healthy food. I need a boundary. Um, <laughs> it was just, it hit me between the eyes when I looked everything up, I stayed up to like 10, 11 that night looking and I'm like, what did I eat this month in this plan? And being 500 calories North daily, it was just so revealing. It's it just like this huge wall just came falling down of what I've been doing my whole life. And why after I lose a hundred pounds and I'm celebrating and I'm like, yes, here it is. Let's I'm, I'm like everyone else. I'm normal. Why gain that weight back? The obsession. That's why I remember talking to myself in the mirror, I get up and weigh myself every day at those times. Like don't gain it back. Don't do this. You've done this so many times. Like selling myself, pumping myself up. Come on, come on. The obsession. I didn't realize it was a gift right then and there. And that's the way my mind works. That's why I gained the weight back. And by that December, I actually, um, I remember talking to my sponsor. And most of the things we talk about are like things I don't want to talk about, but I'm like, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. It's like, I lost pounds this month. And he's like, what? okay. And this is after doing all the big book. We're, we're doing all the work. And it's a side note. Five minutes. Thank you. Um, he was like, well, what, what's a normal amount of weight? What do you want to lose a month? And I was like, well, two pounds. And he's like, okay, you're 190, six foot one, two pounds. What does that look like for the next year? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I mean, I'd be down to 160s. And a new belief had to come down. A new belief had to come crashing that I would not be losing weight as the focus had been the focus for 30 years, my whole life. I would not be in that, that mode. And that took acclimating to acclimating to these new beliefs which is what this program i mean helps me with that's what god helps me with. it takes away these things that are limiting my usefulness to others to being of maximum use to others and the people about us and and god it's so wonderful i don't have all the answers i'm acclimating to the unknown uncharted territory that i'm still swimming and navigating and the spiritual path that I'm on with everyone it is narrowing at times it's very narrowing but from 15 till now so much has happened in every area of my life um, practicing these principles from work to um, other areas that really needed it from uh, friends to financial I think f14 is going over so top gun right on uh, all of it is something I was very grateful for that I didn't do. 
I didn't keep this weight off and I had to understand that it was not up to me to do that. It took about a year of practicing powerlessness and surrendering to a food plan while working all the steps to understand that my willpower is not doing this. This is something else. God's keeping me out of the food. When I say I'm done eating for the day and my last meal, like that's actually something that, that's on God. My weight, all of that, um, I pray before I eat, the digestion of it, all that stuff, it, it's enough to survive. And initially, I remember end of each meal, how scared I would get. Uh oh, it's the end of each meal. I need more. I'm a compulsive reader. I have three reactions to food, not enough, just right, or too much. More often than not, when I'm controlling the food, it's too much. And then in obsession, all of it, it's usually it's not enough. And I freak out. And that happened for the first year or so. I mean, it was just that <laughs> so new to me. It's like, no, this is what I'm doing. I weigh measure meal prepping. I even told myself it wouldn't work. Like this can't work. It's too much food. It's no, this is cheating. No, no. And I'm like six months into it. Like <laughs> my obsession, all of it wants to change my food plan. My obsession wants to change things, the drop of a dime to move away, to quit the job, to do all these things based on how I feel. I was never able to even just relax and experience an emotion, a thought, knowing that I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my emotions. Um, meditating, going to a 10 day sound retreat here a few months ago, those things are something I'm just like, I couldn't be more grateful for the, the peace of mind that this way of life has brought that OA has brought that spiritual awakening has brought. It's what I always wanted was peace. I didn't want it to be sort of a 190 or skinny I wanted peace. I wanted success in all these areas, relationships and in life to really side of the obsession that 24 seven of what the right amount of food was, um, keeping the score of what I ate yesterday, making up for it today. I didn't realize how often it was 24 seven that I just spent an obsession about healthy food, not the right food ingredients, all of it. And now I ran the gamut and it can say my food is boring, but boredom in terms of my food plan is the antidote to my insanity. So I can show you and I can show myself what sanity looks like in relationship with food. I no longer make the choices. I remember planning my Thanksgiving like four weeks in advance because I'm like, this is the big meal. I'm going to far remove neutral. And that's exactly what I ate. I don't have to have the anxiety approaching it. It's wonderful. Uh, I will end with this. I'm on the road. I've been traveling for six months in the RV, looking for a place to relocate in the Pacific Northwest and being blessed with OA, blessed to be on the phone daily on Zoom calls and some face-to-face, -face, which is uh, just phenomenal to connect and to know I'm not doing it alone and no one else has to do this alone. So uh, much love, much respect. Couldn't be more grateful to be here with you all today and start my day like this. And hopefully everyone else is ending their day or midday for different time zones across the uh, across the, the pond. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Chris. Um, wonderful story and of course, so relatable. Thank you for sharing.